Hey, Seattle hockey fans. Well, we didn't get the preseason win that we hoped for, the final home game of the preseason. We did get a Kyler Yamamoto goal and a Matty Beneers shootout goal, but ultimately it was a loss. Um, but I am hashtag winning. Look at these buttons that I got at CPA today. More about the buttons and, of course, the Seattle Kraken coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. What's cracking, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we bring you your favorite team every single day. I want to thank you for making Locked On Kraken a part of your daily destination. I've been here in Seattle, and for those who are part of the subtext community, you know that I was at Kraken at the Iceplex today. They had the goalie buttons. Uh, well, both of these are Philip Grubauer, but they also had Chris Drieger. There you go. I got a set. Um, and as you can see, an uh, extra butt to, um, to give away maybe when I catch up with some of you on the road. It was this guy, though, who would get the start, Philip Grubauer. He played the whole game. This guy right here, Chris Drieger. He was the backup goalie, so no uh, Joey Decord. He did not suit up. We did see him on the ice at C, uh, Kraken Community Iceplex. Excuse me. Um, I'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But um, I want to let you know that today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. I have a little testimonial about game time. I used game time not once, but twice here in Seattle. All right, folks, let's get into this. It was a 4-1, ultimately a 4-1 game. Kyler Yamamoto getting a goal against his former team. Piper Shaw spoke to him after the first intermission, said that it's a little strange, to be honest, but he's glad to be back. I spoke to Kyler Yamamoto earlier in preseason, he didn't expect too many family members. He's from Seattle originally, or excuse me, he's from Washington originally. He didn't expect too many family members, or he wasn't sure at the time how many were going to be able to make the trip. But he did say that throughout the regular season, his family for sure has some games circled. So we'll have to keep up with him on that regard. But uh, ultimately, it was uh, the Edmonton Oilers, who struck first, um, and then Yamamoto tied it up. Power play goal, you love to see it. Um, and then McDavid scores in the uh, in the third period. Uh, Borgal also got his second goal, um, but ultimately the Seattle Kraken fall four to one. There was also a shootout. We got a Maddie Beneers shootout goal, but uh, the Kraken lost the shootout as well. Uh, you know, so there you go. But um, the shots on goal, 
the Seattle Kraken had a lion's share of the shots. They outshot the Oilers 33-14. So what that tells me is that the Seattle Kraken, you know, were able to get a decent amount of possession to get 33 shots on goal, but they were not accurate um, or effective. And that's where um, the goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers really stood out to me, if I'm being honest. I think that uh, we saw great numbers from Campbell. Campbell um, was perfect at even strength. It was that one power play goal that was given up a 970 save percentage in um, 60 minutes of work. Really great. Just a really great performance for the Edmonton Oilers by Jack Campbell. And, uh, you know, he he was a uh, first-round pick by Dallas coming over to the Edmonton Oilers after spending um, the 2021-22 season with the Maple Leafs last year had a 888 save percentage for the Oilers in uh, 36 games. And 34 of those 36 games were starts for Jack Campbell. Looked really good to me. Um, Now let's talk about the Kraken. Where's my handy dandy? Handy dandy notebook. Okay. So a few things, and again, if you're a part of the subtext community, you got some of these notes because I was messaging you, but um, we saw the defensive pairings kind of switch around. Um, the power play, which we did get a power play goal, that was um, the second unit that was successful. So that was Wenberg with Evans, uh, Schwartz, Yamamoto, and um, and Potrowski, Potrowski. I always say his name wrong. And Potrowski. Then the first power play unit was uh, Justin Schultz along uh, as the defender. Then you have Burakovsky, Beniers. Uh, the uh, that's uh, Jordan Eberle. And Jared McCann. So after the game, Dave Haxtell said that he liked what he saw on the power play. Generally speaking, they were only successful that one time on the Yamamoto goal. But overall, he said he saw some of what he liked. The PK, on the other hand, was a perfect four for four. And let's give you those. So the PK units that we saw, Yamamoto, um, or excuse me, Ty Cartier, excuse me, along with Megna and um, Brian Dumoulin, as well as Alex Wenberg. Then the second unit that we saw come out was uh, Flurry with Larson, Flurry and Larson, and um, Beneers and McCann. So the PK, great. Power play, still needs some work. And, you know, I saw someone in the comments say something like, oh, come on, it's just preseason. Fam. Fam. Yeah, I know it's just, air quotes, preseason. But for a team, and I believe I commented this on so on uh, YouTube in the comments, for a team that takes as much 
time away from practice as the Kraken did last year. And I said this earlier before preseason. I said this in the offseason. <laughs> the Seattle Kraken have to put in time now. The Seattle Kraken have to get better on special teams. The Seattle Kraken are only a three-year organization. They don't have some of that longevity that makes units effective. They don't have that. They're building that now. Maddie Beneers talked to us about that. I think it was day one of training camp that, you know, he's realizing that some of these guys, you know, some of these units have been together, these special teams units, but they build franchises around them and the Seattle Kraken don't have that. So yeah, I'm looking at stats for power play. I'm looking at stats for PK. I'm also looking at stats for face-offs, which we will talk about coming up. So I mean, I didn't love this performance by the Kraken. I do, I think that what I will say is, yes, it is preseason. And um, closing out games has not been a strong suit for the Kraken at times in our history overall. But it, uh, you know, small sample size. But I haven't really liked what I've seen at Climate Pledge Arena. Now, the group that was in Calgary, they have some uh, as... The former Kraken, Ryan Donato might say, have a little piss and vinegar. And that's because they've got some Coachella Valley Firebirds players that were in that split squad. So we want more uh, sandpaper is what I prefer to say. I think we still need some sandpaper. I don't think as a team we're locked in for a complete game. That's not surprising because, yes, it is preseason. And also, these are rosters that are getting changed up. The defensive pairings got changed a bunch of times. Ultimately, we really started to see... um, we started to see a little bit more consistency, but, I I mean, they were kind of all over the place. I do get the sense that... um, you know, giving some time with Riker Evans, you know, alongside in this case, he was with Riker was with Larson. He has been with Alexiak before. So I think they're really trying to see if he's a good fit. Um, You know, we've talked about it on the podcast could make for some interesting conversations. Who's the odd person out? I don't really know. We're going to talk about those, some articles that have come out regarding what the Kraken are doing, how they're handling face-offs, and, um, of course, what the roster will look like. And um, I will also give you a Vince Dunn up and a few other things coming up on Locked on Kraken. As I mentioned earlier, today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by Game Time. Now, Now, I remember when we got game time on board, I love going to live music events. I love going to baseball games. It's the one sport I don't really cover. And so it's still a leisurely activity. And because of game time and their sponsorship, uh, they gave us some credits as hosts so we can talk from firsthand experience about the game time experience. But I was able to get two tickets to a Mariners game and get a great discount with my remaining balance Tickets to one of my favorite bands that's actually in Seattle. They're playing at uh, Neptune on Thursday. So I was able to, with the Mariners tickets, I knew I was getting two tickets. I knew I wanted two tickets together. And 
And uh, I wanted to, I like to sit on the third base side. With the Game Time app, I was able to take a look at what tickets were available, what tickets were within the price range that I was willing to pay, and then take a look at what my view would be like from those tickets. I love the convenience and one thing that I didn't have to worry about, but that you should definitely know when you're using game time is that they have a guarantee. The game time guarantee that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So make sure you uh, do your due diligence. But Game Time, that's how confident they are that they can get the best price. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL. That will get you $20 off your first purchase. Terms will apply. But again, head to the Game Time app, download that sucker, set up an account, and make sure to use promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks as always for making Locked On Kraken a part of your daily destination. And I can guarantee it has been a delight to be your host throughout this uh, fun time. I keep playing with these buttons. I really like them. They've had buttons, uh, posters. They have a, this massive poster. I'm going to show it on the next podcast. But on one side, it's a poster. On the other side, it's a full schedule. So I'm hoping that I can get one to survive the trip back to Tulsa because uh, that would be clutch to have such a big version of the schedule just on that wall that or with technically their doors. That's usually to my left, um, probably, I guess, the right-hand side of the screen when I'm in Tulsa, which I have not been in Tulsa for a while. Anyway, enough about me, enough about Tulsa. Let's talk about me observing Vince Dunn in Seattle. So we know that Vince Dunn has, and I've reported this on subtext and the subtext community. You were the first ones to, to know that I saw Vince Dunn on the ice today. Um, but we had been hearing that he was out with maintenance. It looked to me like he was doing either some warm up or mobility drills. Does that mean that he's coming off of an injury per se? or something that maybe just didn't feel right, perhaps it could mean that. I think, you know, it could just be him. It is training camp. We've seen, um, you know, Jaden Schwartz do some extra sprints and stuff. Guys working on face-offs. We're going to talk about that later on the show. So I don't know how much we're going to read into this. Missing a piece like Vince Dunn. We know he signed that contract. Do we need him in the preseason? These games don't count. <clears throat> So on that, no. And if we want him healthy, you know, if it's just something that can be managed with rest and a little bit of recovery, some PT, sure, let's have him do that. The only downside that you could say is that without Vince Dunn in these games, building chemistry, you know, Larson had to play with some other skaters. It's not the end of the world, <laughs> but definitely something that we want to keep an eye on. Um, so that's the Vince Dunn 
update if you were to lock down Kraken on X or Twitter or whatever. I still call it Twitter. On social media, you'll see a, a video that I have of him just doing some skating drills. I've never played hockey, so I couldn't tell you what the drills are called or if there's a specific purpose for them. But they look to me like mobility drills. Something that you would do either as a warm-up, like before a dynamic warm-up, or something that you're doing to test out mobility. Uh, how are you feeling? Um, you know, roll in your wrist to see after you get hit by a pitch if if everything's on the up and up. A pitcher throwing a ball after he gets, you know, swatted or they get swatted. You know, the, the it kind of looked like that. So I will be at, there will be some training sessions tomorrow. The team will be traveling tomorrow. It's preseason game number five. They're going to take on the Vancouver Canucks. They're going to play at Abbotsford Center, which is the home of the Abbotsford Canucks in the AHL, American Hockey League. So there will be a morning skate. So if you want some buttons, <laughs> head over to Kraken Community Iceplex. Right now we're, we're being told that morning skate is for 10 a.m. And that is going to be for the playing group. So those will be the only players available to us tomorrow. We don't have the roster as of right now. We haven't got any other cuts um, besides the ones that I told you of, I guess that was Friday when we last spoke. But, you know, we know that it's coming down to the wire. There are definitely some positions that are in competition. And that's exactly what... Um, what the beat writers, that's what we're all talking about with each other. <laughs> we're talking, we're writing about it. We're talking about it on our podcasts. So this is what Kate Shefty had to say. Um, per the coach's request, here are the debatable spots. Kraken have two obvious vacancies at forward, one on defense and one at goaltender. Who's going to back up this guy? Is it going to be, that's the same guy. Is it going to be, I'm having way too much fun with these. Is it going to be this guy, this guy, or is it going to be Chris Drieger? That is Chris Drieger. Or is it going to be Joey Decord? Um, love these buttons. Chris Drieger over here. Philip Grubauer over here. Yay. Is this going to be our tandem? Hmm? Or are we going to see Joey Decord? We did not see Joey Decord again suit up for last night's game. So curious to see if he is the goaltender or one of the goaltenders for the game against the Canucks tomorrow. Now, Kate Shefty talks about Brian Dumoulin appearing to be the likely candidate for the opening on defense. Short, um... You know, not not a lot of time. I'm not sold on Dumoulin. Not over Riker Evans, at least. Not right now. Or if you want Dumoulin, then I think you got to let something go. But for me, eh, I'm not I'm not sold on on Brian Dumoulin right now. So for me, Dumoulin is not the um, obvious choice. Do I think? I, I mean. You know, are they going to get rid of the guy? I don't know. But uh, you signed him for two years. He's a veteran. I don't know what the Seattle Kraken are thinking, but I personally need to see more from Brian Dumoulin. I think other people have 
liked what they've seen, but we'll see. Um, Kate Shefty, again, talking about goaltending. I haven't been impressed with goaltending just across the board. Whether we're talking this guy, Chris Drieger, whether we're talking Joey Decord, or if we're talking this guy, Philip Grubauer. But again, and I feel like I'm going back to season one territory. I even hate to say it, but I think part of the reason that I have not been impressed with goaltending is because I have definitely not been impressed with defense. Like true, proper, all three zones, defense, defense. Not defenders who are offensively minded, not good, you know, puck moving defensemen, which I think we've been seeing. I just haven't loved the defense. Yeah, it's preseason, but you also have to be able to make your mark, make an imprint. And you should be able to, if you're not going to keep consistent, be able to hit another gear and find it. And I'm just not seeing it defensively. But you all know, if you're an OGer, if you're an everydayer, I'm very critical. I think defense is critically important. Some say it's for nerds. J.D. Young of Locked on Sharks. We disagree there. Uh, you might have seen our little squad cast crossover where he says, I might really like the Sharks because that's all they've got is defense. Um, no, but defense is important. So mm, I need to see more. We're going to have to see what we get in these last few Kraken games here. Um, okay. The other thing that I want to talk about briefly, briefly, briefly is that we see that the players got their outing, talked about this on Friday, but they were going just for a, a little team building. They went golfing, apparently Europeans, minus uh, Ellie Tolvanen, who, of course, we saw on a nice little segment that the Kraken had. Um, a nice little segment that the Kraken had. You know, he's he's pretty solid at golf. Um, apparently, Kale Fleury, really good at golf. Justin... Uh, Schultz good at, at golf. So there's a few of them. But Kate talked about that, the importance of just being able to have time away. We heard from Dave Haxel, and I talked about it last week, how important this is. It doesn't go into the evaluation process. I would argue probably not the top of the list. But yeah, you want to know that guys are going to be able to, whether it's bury the hatchet between any flare-ups that inevitably happen when you bring groups together, whether it's shaking off bad games individually, certainly shaking off bad games as a team. You want to know that you have folks that are in the locker room with you who can reset and do so with a levity, right? With a lightness, but also with intentionality, with the intention of being better the next time out. So these things, it's important to get away and to start that baseline, but they become critically important as you get down to the wire. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I want to take you to another article um, regarding face-offs. And um, again, <laughs> not everyone agrees that we should be looking at these stats, but yeah, face-offs need to improve. And there have been some players that are taking it upon themselves to really lock in. And Maddie Beneers had an interesting quote on why he thinks um, this is just a better environment for him to learn face-offs. I also got to talk to Pierre-Edouard Belmar. And so I will um, share a little bit of what he said. And then also, if you join subtext, you can hear 
um, the conversation. I think the audio got a little bit spotty, but I'll give you as much of the conversation as possible. Um, that's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken also brought to you by FanDuel. We know that the NFL season is upon us, and FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook for the National Football League. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right, $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. You've got spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on and kick off the NFL season right. Also, of course, look at some of those future bets for the NHL. FanDuel.com, the official partner of the NFL. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for making us a part of your daily de- destination. This is Locked on Crack, and I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. We're going to talk about face-offs. Let's give you the stats from last night. Face-offs. The Seattle Kraken at a 43.4% clip, 56.6% clip for the Kraken. Um, great article here, once again, by Kate Shefty over at the Seattle Times. Kraken heading into season looking to make improvements on face-offs. And so if you think about, about the centermen, you've got Wenberg, Veneers, Wright is still in camp, Belmar in camp. Um, you know, we see Yanni Gord play that position. And we talked about this on an episode the other day, and I ran through some of the numbers. Um, so... Last year, Wenberg, face-offs, um, 30%. Yanni Gord, 18%. Belmar, 80 80%. Shane Wright, 22%. And then you have Devin Shore. Devin Shore, mm, uh, aside from the face-offs, uh, another player where I'm lukewarm at best about. So we'll see where Devin Shore ends up. Looking at last night's game, uh, face-offs, we see that a few different players took face-offs. Devin Shore, 66.7%, same as Jaden Schwartz. Uh, Beneers was at 50, Eberle also 50. Shane Wright, 44.4%. so face-offs are important, and the Seattle Kraken know that. One, they lose Morgan Geeky. He had a goal in the preseason for the Bruins. <laughs> that was all over Seattle Kraken social media. Um, so Geeky's gone, but they do get a top 100 draw taker in Pierre-Edouard Belmar. And here's what's great about Belmar, that he has been taking players under his wing. And this is what Maddie Beneers told Kate Shefty and the Seattle Times. That's definitely something I've been working on. It's nice to have more guys here that you can take draws against. Obviously, Belmar coming in, he's a great draw guy. Yanni Gord, a great draw guy. Alex Wenberg. Um, and so that's been really cool. When I spoke to Belmar, he talked about 
why it was important for him as an as a veteran to share this. He's like, well, I'm not taking all of the face-offs, number one. Number two, we need those guys. We never know when we're going to need them, and I want them to have all the tools because they're going to be next up. He talked about how he learned that philosophy by having elder statesmen, if you will, do that for him when he was coming up. But then he also talked about some of what he shares is not just um, the mechanics of how to win a face-off, because there's so many other variables that go into a face-off, including who's dropping the puck. And he says he even gives, he goes as far as to give insight when it comes to that, which I thought was super cool. But again, if you are on our subtext community, you're going to be getting that. And I have a few other things uh, that I want to post for you. Edward Shala. Um, we should be getting Riker Evans. I um, have a little bit of Jamie Alexiak. That audio too might have gotten a little bit spotty, but we have some stuff for you. But if you want to join the subtext community, which is access to inside coverage and team news, which comes directly to your mobile device via SMS or text message, then you can text 918-731-3154. Again, that's 918-731-3154. You can also click on the link in the show notes. We're going to have an AMA coming up real soon. So stick around for that 14 day free trial. And then after that, less than $5 a month, 918-731-3154 to join subtext. Thanks so much for those who are joining subtext. I also, um, I was busy on Monday doing something that I think is super cool. Um, regarding a Seattle athlete. And so if you're in the subtext community, you got a little behind the scenes BTS photo about that. But um, we'll talk about that next week once everything is uh, public. But anyway, um, okay. So the art of the face-off, the face-off and special teams, those are areas that the Seattle Kraken can improve and quite honestly need to improve. We did some of the stats the other day, but middle of the pack in a 32 team league. We want to make a push the Kings, the Oilers who we just played, even the Canucks who, you know, they drive me up a wall and the defending champions, the Las Vegas aces. Those are teams, not just in the Western conference, they're in our division. And if you've seen some of the um, squad casts that I've been doing, some of the roundups and we have some more stuff coming towards, um, Actually, I think on video tomorrow and then Friday audio. But um, we have some preseason, you know, season preview stuff coming. It's about how can we gain ground in the Pacific Division? Because the Pacific Division, no more, it's no longer just a dumping ground. Um, Zegris, I saw, just signed an extension, multi-year, right, extension. Um, so how is the Seattle Kraken going to compete? in what is year over year becoming a more competitive division. One of the things that you can do is really lay a solid foundation and your building blocks are special teams and face-offs. They all speak to either possession or um, ability to convert or to play solid sound defense. So 
I could go on and on for days, but I'm going to keep my eye on face-offs. Yes, we're talking face-offs. Yes, we're talking about practice. I think the Seattle Kraken need to have more practices this year. It was an optional skate today. Vince Dunn on the ice, like I said, looked like um, coming off of what we were told is maintenance. Looked like he was doing some mobility drills with the coaching staff. We saw all of the goaltenders on the ice. So Drieger and uh, I know I'm, I'm not going to pull up the buttons. I'm tempted, but I'm not going to do it. Drieger and Philip Grubauer were on the ice on the second sheet. So short, short little stint for them. But we'll see. I will be at Cracking Community Iceplex tomorrow. Look for an episode shortly after the um, game squad hits the ice. They will be the only squad at... Uh, that's what we've been told. They're still in two groups. I'm very curious um, how these final cuts break down. But there's something about all of these guys, obviously, that the Kraken and the Firebirds, if we're being honest, want to see. So how's it all going to shake out? I guess we will find out. But that will do it for this episode. Thank you, as always, for making us a part of your daily uh, schedule, routine, destination. Be kind to yourself. Please be kind to others. And hold fast. Stay true. And it's a game day tomorrow. So we get to root loud and proud. Let's go cracking. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace out.